podcast. Anything that you want, no, we got that. Sports, we got that. Joke, we got that. And we just getting started, so don't turn me down. Stop that. From LA all the way to the A. Maddie and Cohen got so many things to say. Switching up the topic quick as I switch up the flow. So make sure you pay attention. Okay, ready? Here we go. It's the Daily Degenerate. Daily Degenerate. Whoop, whoop. Welcome to the Daily Degenerate. Daily Degenerate. Daily Degenerate. Whoop, whoop. Welcome to the Daily Degenerate. Daily Degenerate. Daily Degenerate. Whoop, whoop. Welcome to the Daily Degenerate. Daily Degenerate. Daily Degenerate. Whoop, whoop. Welcome to the Daily Degenerate. Degenerate. Welcome, everybody, to the Daily Degenerate Sports Podcast number 91. I'm Maddie Goldberg in hot, sunny L.A. It's 91 degrees, and we're on episode 91. And in rainy Smyrna, Georgia, the cooler is this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, um, my name's Cohen Hughes. As you very well may know, I am the Michael Rappaport of the South, as you may have heard. I am Podcast Poppy. I am the professional devil's advocate and maddie goldberg's favorite i am the johnny sins of podcasting joined with maddie goldberg in sunny la on skype coming to you shit it's hot brother it's hot you know two days ago i fell asleep with a space heater on now i got like three fans going it's like hot and humid it's 91 you can probably hear this stupid dog crying i can uh we had a crazy basketball game last night you have hella notes so you're like, don't get off topic. So for you, you're a little worked up today. I'm just going to keep it to sports. You dictate the show. You run the thing. You run the offense. You're the point guard today. I got the clipboard the John today, my Stockton. man. I got the clipboard today. Yeah, you're the John Stockton, brother. You run the show. So uh, before we get into anything too serious, um, like we do sometimes, uh, far and few in between or whatever the, the phrase is, we do. Uh, we usually dedicate one of the episodes to someone who wears the jersey number of the episode that we're doing. And um, today, being timely with the Stanley Cup and with being it being episode 91, um, I'll let you choose who we dedicate this episode to. I have a few finalists. You ready? Yeah. Um, my pick is uh, Kevin Green from the NFL. Love him. The um, Jack Ham of his time, so to speak. Good coach too. Yeah, yeah. Is he still uh, is he still the assistant coach for the Packers? I don't know about the Packers, but I know he goes, he floats around. Yeah. He always has a job. Like he's been three or four team linebacker or defensive line coaches. So yeah, he's he kind of like with, with long around. blonde hair with the clipboard, you know, like usually put his hands in somebody's chest. Yeah, he's a sick player. I mean, started with the Rams, went to Steelers. Uh, I'm not sure who he finished with. But he had a, a pretty much border Hall of Fame career. Just a, a, a guy gets big sacks. Yep. Good for 10 to 15 sacks a season. And uh, I'm going to push the ball into your court now with um, a few hockey guys, stars who have worn 91, because I was reading before the show in the bullpen. There's uh, not many 91s. I'm like, who's a 91? But the only players who wear 91 are people who wanted 19. And apparently 19 is retired with like a lot of franchises. So yeah. A lot of great hockey players have worn 19. So um, I have a few that I've heard of that have, that, that have worn 91 because they wanted 19 but couldn't have it. I'm so going to guess one is John Tavares. One is John Tavares. See if you can yeah. guess uh, the other three. Oh, one of them is really I... old, like a pioneer of, of hockey. Eddie Shore, I don't know. Uh, Butch Goring. 
Yeah, it's a little before. Oh, well, he's, a, he's an Islander. Yeah. Who else? Steven Stamkos. Not a very great player. He's still playing for the Lightning, who, who shit the bed in the playoffs. And then uh, the last one, Sergey Fedorov. He, he's, he's in your time bracket, isn't he? Yeah, he used to date a hottie. Remember Anna Kornikova? No, what is she in? She was a beautiful Russian tennis player, and they were like the hot oh, couple. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. And I don't know what she looks like now, but back in the day, it was like she would date either Pavel Burry or Sergey Fedorov. And they were like the big-time Russian hockey players that played in the NHL. They probably just ran a train on her all the time. They, she probably didn't. Well, I don't know about that, but I think, you know, she liked the hockey guys. Who did um, who, who did the, uh, the other guy that didn't Sergey? Who did he play for? Yeah, the Red Wings. And who did Sergey play for? Wait, no. Sergey Fedorov played with the Red Wings. Pavel Burry played with the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Okay. So, it's your choice. Who are we giving Let's the go with to? John Tavares. John Tavares? Yeah. I really thought he'd do a little better this year with the, with the uh, Leafs. I thought they'd go farther. But, I, you know, I think they're in the, the, right, the right place. They're in the right position to – Keep you know going the right way. Next year they got to get better defense, better goaltending. But you know they could have beat the Bruins in the first round. Yeah, they probably gave the Bruins besides the Blues. They gave the Bruins the hardest series, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So this is officially the John Tavares episode ninety one. Yeah, how does it feel? Who broke a lot of my buddies' hearts? I have a lot of friends who are Islander fans, and he broke their hearts. But they had a great season without him. What does he? Wasn't he drafted by Long Island? Yeah, he was the number one pick about seven, eight years ago. And he had a really good career, and he was from Toronto, and he wanted to go back home. He was a free agent. And he's like, I want to play home. And he's a, he's a Maple Leaf for a long time now. Did they uh, back the Brinks truck up to his door? Like he got paid? Of course. Hell yeah. I mean, number one pick, star of the Islanders. You know, always played on a bad Islander team. They never really got the horses around him to be really, really good. I think only made the playoffs once or twice with him. But he was like, I've seen him play uh, the Kings out here. He's fantastic to watch. Mm-hmm. You're just like, God, the way he plays. He's just better than everybody else. Uh, would you say that he's your favorite hockey player now? No. I Who like is? Brad Marchand on the Bruins. Mm-hmm. He's just, just, a, just because it's Boston or because this guy's really better? Yeah, he's Boston. He's a fun guy. He's small and he's a pain in the ass. He, he's a thorn on the other team's side. He's a dirty player. He's like the Draymond Green of hockey. He's the one who licks guys. He really? licks their faces. Yeah. He's, he's the mental player. Um, yeah, if he, I had to pick yeah. one, it would be maybe Ilya Kovalchuk because he was with the Thrashers whenever Atlanta still had a team. Well, there you go. Or maybe uh, P.K. Subban. I love P.K. Subban. I love him. Mm, he's really good. Great player. Yep. So now that we've gotten the uh, housekeeping out of the way, we will return to hockey to talk about Game 7 here in a little bit. But um, I know you can't contain your excitement for the NBA and the excellent Game 5 that we watched last night. Well, it was an excellent Game 5, but, like, one of the questions I asked you last show, and this happened, I said, what do the Warriors do? They got all these injuries. Do they shut their guys down? Now, Durant, when he's on the floor, it makes a big difference. They're just so in control of the game, and they're up by 10 but he wasn't physically ready to play. He was not physically ready to play. He rushed it, and therefore now he's in deep shit. I think like, they rushed it. 
they rushed him back. Well, uh, well, that's the chicken and the egg. I yeah, mean, yeah, he's a grown ass man, and I'm not saying he did the right or wrong thing. I think as a as a competitor, you want to get out there. Yeah, no, of course. And this is the NBA Finals, and you know, if if I'm healthy, I can win three games in a row. Mm-hmm. But he was not ready, and now when you try to, you know. You got to go, if this was the regular season, what do you play? Probably not. He'd probably be out for another two weeks to a month. Yeah. Now he's out for a long time. Now you never know if he'll ever be the same. Um, Brad Meacham, um, who I was with last night watching the game at the bar, um, yeah. he, he, he actually works in uh, medicine, you know, like physical therapy, sports injuries, sure. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, he said that if it's, I mean, what the prognosis is about to shape out to be, which is a, a torn ACL, so to speak. Yeah. Um, he's going to be out for almost all of next year. It'll be like a Paul George thing. Like, you know, like he'll just miss a whole year and a half. Insane. And that was when I asked you yesterday, last time, and there's really no right or wrong reason, but it's like, look, you're down 3-1. You know Durant isn't that healthy. You just shut it down for the season. And he made a decision to play. The Warriors made a decision to put him out there. It's bad situation. Yeah. Um, when Durant was on the floor last night, he looked decent. Um, in, in the 12 minutes that he did play, he had uh, 11 points and two boards. Um, like I put in that new Facebook group that we're in with Gustavo and all his buddies, I put, yeah. he, I thought that he would play anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes and mostly be used as a decoy. You know, like get his legs to where he's moving on a basketball floor again during the game. Yeah. You know? um, I'm not going to say he, he did too much, you know, like – who can tell? He could have sprained his other ankle, you know, for all, like, you know, five minutes into the game if he didn't get injured there. But that sucks. That sucks to see. Um, we were, as as fans, we were ready to see what the series would be like if um, the Warriors were at full mast and at, and at you know, full capacity, marching strength. Um, we won't get to see it because Kevin Durant... Well, we saw it for a few minutes. Yeah, we they, saw it for 12 and they, minutes. And, and they clearly dominated. Yeah, no, they were up by t- uh, 10, 12 points. Yeah, so they clearly dominated with a healthy Kevin or or Kevin Durant mm-hmm. doing his thing. Yep. But like with the body, and I'm, I'm sure Brad Meacham knows more than me. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you're you're okay, but you're 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 holding yourself on by a rubber band. Yeah, no, and um, I I played baseball in high school, and, and all my pitcher buddies who have torn their ACL or, or not ACL, but torn their uh, had the Tommy John thing. Yeah, they like I had I had one kid explain to me that. No shit. It feels like imagine like your arm at the point of your elbow is a ball like rubber bands. Every yeah, pitch so you throw like, puts more strain on that, and then imagine all all the rubber bands start to break, and finally the last one breaks. Exactly, and that's probably what Durant was doing. It was he was playing with like rubber bands in his leg, mm-hmm. and then finally just let go because he wasn't healthy enough to play. And it's a bad job by the doctors. It's a bad job by even Durant because. In hindsight, it, it, yeah, but we don't know, you know. It's a hard thing because, too, like, let's say he sits out. We all go, what a oh, pussy. Katie's a pussy. You know, yeah. yeah. So it's but a, this it's is a what lose-lose happened. situation. I just felt like I didn't think the Warriors were going to win this series. They're down 3-1. to one. They have a lot of injuries. They, you know, even like, like Clay Thompson might be playing, but he's playing banged up. They have a guy playing with a broken collarbone. And it's like, okay, well, for the for the good of the league, you know, let's try to get these guys on the floor and be as competitive as they can mm-hmm. be. Yeah. But just for a health reason to take care of these guys, like shut it down. Just shut it down, man. 
and they didn't, and now we have a disaster. Well, and like Kevin Durant is fun to watch. He's an he's a he's a he's like yeah. a one million talent. That like a guy seven feet to be as quick as he is and to shoot inside and outside like it's beautiful. On his worst day, he's a top five player in, in, in the NBA. On his best day, he's top two. And we lose him for a year, and we don't know if we'll uh, you know. I mean, look at Gordon Hayward. Time will tell with him. You know, I, I, I pick fun at Hayward. You know, it was not really fun. I genuinely do not like that guy. But um, never want to cheer for an injury. Um, you see how Paul George rebounded. I think Kevin Durant can do that. Um, I think I don't think that's outside of the realm of possibilities. Um, what for implications for the Warriors long term will depend on what Kevin Durant's move was this offseason. Well, it's also like, how does he trust the team? And me and you don't know the conversations that go on behind closed doors. No, so we don't. What if, I mean, what if it's like you said, what if it was him pushing, you know, to want to Yeah, play? it could have so, been. But we, we're we so ignorant to how the process works. We we may never know. We don't know, but I want answers. I, oh, I, I, want, I want every answer. Because, I want the truth. Well, because now like this, this is the future of, of our NBA, the next two, three, four years shaping out. What if he was going to go to the Knicks, but now that he's not healthy, he re-signs with the Warriors to use the you know the health plan and just to sit like sit on their bench and grab another free ring. You know, like now there's there, there's well, there's no guarantee they're going to win a ring without him. I mean, if he doesn't play all next year, there's there, there's no guarantee no. they're going to win without him. No, there's teams not. are catching up as you can they see. They are. There's more tape out. Um, defenses are starting to get more stingy and more you know free moving in terms of uh, the ball getting pushed that much. The novelty is wearing off, so to speak. Um, but the, like I said, this is this was a, was a hit to the timeline, so to speak, in terms of our NBA future. It's a devastating thing for the NBA. It's devastating. Yeah, because he is the best player going right now. Yeah, I think LeBron James has had a better career, of course, pound for pound. But KD is the best player in mm-hmm. the NBA. Yeah, and like. Let's say you live in Atlanta. Like, I know your buddy T. Palin loves to go when the, the Rockets are in town. Yeah. Like, to go see Kevin Durant, it's like, you're seeing a legend. Like when, you know? Yeah, like, when the Hawks were so bad, um, even, I mean, even, like, before the whole tanking thing, like, here, like, even, like, when, like, Coach Bud's, like, first year, whenever, they were kind of, you know, starting to iron out the wrinkles, and the team wasn't super yeah. flashy or anything. Yeah. That, that's when the, when the stadium is, is, Sold out. There were no other games that were sold out except for Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron James, um, and Warriors. Maybe Dwayne Wade, Warriors, and hell, maybe whoever the best other team is. Maybe the Rockets with James Harden. You know. So yeah, I is, mean he's a he's a he's a spectacle to see for sure. Yeah. Um, me and you both agree he's at least top two players going right now. Probably top one. I mean. To, yeah, he's the, he's the best real. player playing right now. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because with injuries, you never know if somebody's no. ever going to be the same again. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. To me, it's that's, like you that's can the lose worst one little. Sports. It's like with Hayward. Like, he's not the most gifted athletic player, obviously. So if he loses one little step, he's Jerebko. Well, 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 no. Hayward was probably the closest thing that white people had to LeBron in the NBA. Well, a, he was a great player, but I'm saying he had to have. All you know, everything had to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying it's like you lose one little step, yeah. one little speed, 
you know, you lose a millisecond of what you can do, your shot, whatever, your 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 drive to the hoop, you're never the same. Yeah. You see that with running backs, wide receivers, defensive mm-hmm. backs. Mm-hmm. Like they lose one little step, they're not the same player ever again. Nope. Um, so it's sad. Yeah, it is. So let's and um I, I, let's recap the rest of this game. Um Curry went off um 31, 8, and 7. Thompson, 26, 6, and 4. Um, Boogie had a better night than usual, which, I mean, fuck it, their backs are against the wall. I would hope so. Um, he had 14, 6, and 1. The one thing that I still don't like is whenever the ball gets into his hand, he's more of an ISO player. Like, the ball just stops. Like Yeah, he just doesn't really fit in. It's either a shot attempt or just a kick back out, just a restart the play. But you know, like, they need him. Like the the series really kind of depends on him because he's kind of that X factor. He he is definitely the X factor. The, yeah, they can give the Warriors points if he can play good, mm-hmm. and he can score, and he can give Curry a little rest of trying yeah. to score. Mm-hmm. So he's important, but I don't see him having two big games. You know, I I would think Toronto's going to win Game Six, but. Well, and and you know to, to to go to what you just said, I didn't think that I would ever see the day where me and you and I mean you're you're a little bit more critical than I am of him, but I didn't think that we would be cheering for a fourteen six and one game by Boogie in the NBA Finals. You know, that's a great game. That's a great game for him now, but like back in the yeah, day, I like mean, we, he was, we, we wouldn't think that. He was throwing the ball around in Game Four. I mean, they had to the bench him. Yeah, he had like three turnovers in the first five minutes, and even last night there were a lot of errors that happened on his behalf. Some of them, I didn't think the call was made right on. Like, um, let's, okay, so let's take into account the um, the goaltending call with about yeah. what, 32 seconds left in the game. Boogie yeah. gets a putback that appears to be clean. You know, at whenever I first saw it on the TV, I was like, okay, goaltending, it was over the rim, da-da-da-da, I'm cool. Sure. And then they start slowing it down. I'm like, oh, maybe that's not, you know, like you could see like maybe like an eighth of the basketball, maybe like hovering, like kind of in the same vicinity. See, as that's the such a judgment call, though. I mean, I ne- you never know what is goaltending, what isn't. Well, and, and that was one of those calls to where the referees called it goaltending on in live action on the court, which I don't disagree with at all. To me, at first glance, it looked like goaltending. But yeah. then there's not enough obvious, and what's the wording, obvious and clear and decisive evidence. See, like, what is a decisive goaltending? There's no measurement. There's, mm, there's not. There's no sort of like, like if you if you do an instant replay in the NFL for a first down, you can really see where the ball is. Yeah. But goaltending, they can't be like, it was an inch over the rim. Yeah. Therefore, mm-hmm. you know, they can't really do that. Mm-hmm. And um, so, let's let's say like like in tennis, let's say a ball hits the line. They have the radar and camera technology to show you on the screen where the ball hit on the line and to make a XO decision, you know, like this is it. This is not. Yeah. Why don't we have that? in like our more popular sports where these calls need to be gotten right. Well, you're one that wants to get rid of umpires. Yeah. G- give me the robots. I, I'm here. For I it. vehemently disagree with you on that, but that's for another day. It is. But, but, but so on, on the downswing of the, um, of the goaltending call, with about 14 seconds left to set Kyle Lowry up for that last shot, he had the yep. offensive illegal screen. I think that was a bad call. You could see, obviously, where, where he shifted his hip out and was moving while he was, he was screening, but like that's one of those calls that referees never call, and especially not at that point in the game. And I saw um, Ibaka grabbing onto his jersey like while it was happening, you know, or 
it was yeah. Siakam or Ibaka, whichever one. So, I mean, like, that was one of those ones, like, it's a hand check in the NFL. I just let the guys play. They're both doing it, you know? I think I think the referees tried to give that one away. They should eat the whistle there, in my opinion. Yeah. But, um, but what happened after that call was the Raptors got an absolutely excellent look with Kyle Lowry in the, uh, in the corner. Mm. And not only did he miss the shot, he didn't even hit the rim. He hit the upper corner of the backboard on a. Well, let me ask you a question. Shot. I know, I know he's a pro. I know he makes fifteen million dollars. Yeah. Cone use. Somebody gives you the basketball in the corner. They go, you got the shot. You're open for the world fucking championship. Oh, I to I, beat the fucking Golden State Warriors. I hit Granny called- Smith. I hit Granny Smith in row eight. You know, like, I I spaz out and. I hit Granny you Smith shit your away. pants, yeah. Doug. No, I, I don't just shit my pants. I and I know he's a pro. And I know, pants. I know we wanted to make it, but dude, I mean, think about it. I want a real attempt, though. I don't want you to hit the top corner of the backboard on a. And, and that's the hard part because gonna, there's going to be three guys on Leonard. So it's like, Lowry, you are going to get the look. Mm-hmm. It's like, make Lowry beat us. Yeah. Um,. That was a, a great look, I think. Um, I, I agree with the call not to give it to, to Leonard, even though he's hit so many of them. I think Leonard did a really good job of uh, dribbling for about four or five seconds and then kicking it out, getting the good look yep. going. Um, yeah. What was really weird um, late in the fourth quarter to me, which really kind of, to me, cemented the momentum of this game and kind of foretold the Warriors winning, was Nick yep. Nurse took an extremely odd timeout with about, what, a minute 58 to go, whatever. It was just yeah, inside yeah. two minutes. Um it was right before or after DeMarcus Cousins had the goaltending. And it was just like the oddest thing. Like they like they were starting to get the momentum. The Warriors were starting to, you know, fall apart. Get turnovers, tired. Yeah. You know, hit these odd mental errors. And then Nick Nurse just yeah, I mean, out and just resets the momentum for the Warriors to get a rest and get a breather. Well, plus they're tired. Their bodies are – as you saw the games in uh, Golden State, Golden State was just running out of gas. Yeah. So I don't know why you would give them a breather. Yeah, no. It's kind of like an, this happens in hockey too where at the end of the game, you know, a team will take a timeout. And in a way, you're giving the team that's up by a goal that's tired like a, a minute to yeah. rest their best yeah. players. Mm-hmm. So like, sure, you might want to, you know, get a play and set up a play or rest your best players yourself. But you're also giving the other team a chance to rest your best players. What is um what's what's the the business term? It's um yeah 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 you won some money, but you could have won money over here that you didn't even look at. You know, like it, like, like you're not weighing the consequences to your action. You know, like I'm sure yeah you do want to set up and 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 run a play, but I trust Kawhi Leonard on the fly more than I trust or you know you just don't I, want to rest the Warriors. There. No, you yeah, want yeah. Them to- that's what I'm getting to. Like, like, like you're taking the ball to Kawhi hand to give Steph Curry 60 seconds to sit on the bench and think about things, you know. And also, you're yeah, you're killing your own momentum. Yeah. I mean, it's all it's like baseball too. Like a pitcher's kind of getting rocked, and then you know you 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 come out and you slow things down, mm-hmm. bring the pitching coach out, you kind of kill the momentum. I mean, guys do that. Teams yeah. do that, and and what you don't want to kill your own momentum. And I'm a big what? believer in um, the whole chess sports mentality, kind of like Bill Belichick has. Like, it's not about the X's and O's, it's about the Jims and the Joes. You know, like it's it, it's not about what plays I run; it's about who I have running them. You know, like shit works. Like there are more than one right answer to a question, but 
it's it's about do I have the guys that I trust out there doing it? Yeah. So I've seen Belichick make mistakes too. Though. Oh, of course. In the like in the Super Bowl, whenever he tried to do that crazy fucking fake kickoff run play yeah. that got got his guy hit at the ten and. I, I one year one of the biggest controversial plays he ever did. It was a regular season game when the Colts were really good. It was Demanding versus Brady. Yeah. I think it was two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Patriots are up. A minute to go in the game or something like that. Like a minute and 30 to go. They have fourth and three at their own 25. Up by like, I think, four or something. And they decide to go for it. And they get two and a half yards. They give Manning 25 yards. He gets the easy touchdown. And it's like Belichick's fucking idiot, you know? Uh, what about um, who was the strong safety that was cut in order to bring Rodney Harrison in? Law. What was his name? Ty Law? Uh, lawyer Malloy. Yeah, lawyer Malloy. There you go. Yep. Um, some say that that was a, uh, even though like in hindsight, Roddy Harrison worked out really well and everything. That cutting lawyer Malloy at the time, he was the team's best safety. You know, like he was the heart of the defense. You know, like he had a. Well, he was just year. a great guy too. He loved yeah. Belichick. It was a, you know, Belichick is pretty ruthless. And, and Nick Nurse, you know, he's he's turning out to be a great coach. And you're gonna make mistakes, and you're gonna learn, and. It's just like Sean McVay said, hey, I was out coached so bad in the NFL. I mean, the Super Bowl. I will learn from this. And yep. Nick, will, he'll, he'll learn from this. And the beauty is he's got two more games to learn from it. And they still, I was about to say, I still and, feel and they're they still have winning the, the series. You know, like, like, and they're still on top in the series right now. Like, yeah. This is I mean, a without, place to be in for you got to win two games, one of the two games, and there's no Kevin Durant. And the guys like Clay Thompson are only going to get weaker and weaker. There's there's gonna be less space for a Steph Curry fifty point game. There's gonna be less space for Clay Thompson putting up twenty six like he's used to. You know, like right. lightning. I hate to say lightning doesn't strike twice, but because, I mean for the Warriors it does. But like it's less. And there's no to way now. Boogie Cousins gonna get fourteen points again. Gosh, I I hope you're wrong, but the way this series played out, I I think you're right. I hope so. I don't really like him. Um, let's, let's finish off with a few numbers. Um, Kawhi Leonard, 26, 12 and, uh, six Siakam, 12, four and two Gasol played really well. He had a few, uh, timely threes kind of on the fast break, like out of those kind of, uh, what are we doing? What yep. are we doing? Kind of things. Panic mode, 17, eight and two for him. Kyle Lowry with another good game, except for the last shot, 18, six and four. I'm glad he's gotten his shit together. These playoffs, you know, he's been known as the playoff ghost. Um, Ibaka, 15, six and one of Awesome contribution from Ibaka. He played great defense. Um, pulled in a few loose balls. Ibaka's played great. He's such series. a great six man. He is. He is. I love it. And Van Fleet with another good contribution with 11, 2, and 1. Yeah, I love Van Fleet, too. He's a good, scrappy player. Mm -hmm. But um, game six, Thursday at 9 p.m. I know me and you will have to podcast on Friday so we can actually watch this game and get the episode you know, out for yeah. us. We'll pick it. I mean, I think I, I think the Raptors will win the, one of the two games. I, I do believe they'll win the series. If not on Thursday, what is it? Sunday would be Game Seven. Yes. Maybe they win Monday, Sunday. Maybe night. maybe Monday night. But let me check that right now before we get too crazy. I would think it'd be Sunday night, right? Uh, well, you know how how they like to do with the travel holidays. Get people in town yeah. for the game. So, I mean, like I could be totally ignorant and wrong to how they build this schedule. You know, I'm not. Right, that logistics sort of stuff. Like, Sunday night's the perfect night to watch television, too. It, it, it is, but they want people to get the hotels for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night, you know? Like, let's see. Um, you're right, Sunday night, 8 o'clock, if necessary. That's, that's when Game 7 is. 
But for game six, um, I, I know I know you're going to be mad and upset and worked up about this. Golden State is minus three. I, I would take the Raptors here. Plus three? Yeah. That seems like I, even I, if they lose, like that's still a safe bet, you know, because last game was a one-point deficit, you know. Like you can take the three and I just don't know how the point. Warriors can win another game. I mean – I, I've definitely gotten more jaded to the whole Warriors thing as the series has played out, and you guys have kind of been beating on me like, "Oh, come on, dude! Like, quit being brainwashed to the Kool Aid," you know? Like, but I'm not gonna bet against them so I can. Be but think about again. this: Let's say with Kevin Durant, they got a 10 point head start, so they got spotted 10 points yesterday. They're not gonna get that spotting 10 points again. Um, so when it, Durant it, it leaves, it depends on who replaces Durant's minutes. If, if if the three bench guys that occupy his minutes can pick up, then yeah. But have they? For no, any, come on. Any, no, any the, five guys, five bench guys can't do what Kevin Durant no, can no. do. Well, and, and the thing is, the games that the Warriors have won, the two games they have won, Curry and Thompson have had to literally go off, and Draymond exactly, had, but had but, a near triple double again. You know, Draymond played just, well. Just remember, Clay Thompson's hanging on a string too. Yeah, no, he is. There, there. Any moment, I'm, and I mean, I hate to wait for stuff like this, but you can watch and one wrong step on Clay Thompson, he'll 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 tear his too. You know, and we already saw it with, with Kevin legs. Durant. Dead legs. And, and that's why I said, hey man, I know it's good for the NBA to play these games out, but. If you want, if the the Warriors want Durant back, they might have just like, hey, let's take the loss, take the L here, let's shut him down. He's not ready to play, and this is what happened. Now it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it is. This th- this was absolutely worst case scenario for the for the Warriors. Um, if I'm speaking as, as an unbiased person, just an objective journalist, whatever the hell you want to call it, they probably yeah. will lose this series. And they're going to be without Kevin Durant next year. You know, like. And you, didn't like, I say? Didn't I ask the question? Do you shut him down? Well, no, you don't. That's a, it's it, it's a non-debate. Nobody in their right mind would ever even debate doing that. But in hindsight, I don't know. This is the NBA I don't know. I, this is not. I mean, look, play-in game for eighth place. The Washington Nationals years ago, which I think was dumb, so maybe I'm contradicting myself. Was that year they shut down Strasburg, and they lost in the playoffs. They lost in five games. Obviously, they had Strasburg. He was a money pitcher that year, and they were like, he's going to pitch 160 innings, and then he's done no matter what. And they're like, well, we have a good team. We got Harper. We got a lot of pitchers. We'll be back. We'll be back. Well, you can't take these – you know, you never know the opportunities, so I get that. But with a guy like Durant, with the way basketball players play, where they need their legs, and obviously it's an injury that takes a lot longer – you can't fuck with it, man. No, you can't. Injuries are a super crazy thing. Um, the way I, I, I see things, I mean, it's – I hate to sound lazy and say it's laissez-faire, you know, kind of hands-off mentality to it. But I was told um, by, by a high school football coach – I didn't play high school football, but I was told by a high school football coach, I was like, yo, like – I had his gym class. I was like, yo, like Brandon – let's say this kid's name is Brandon. He, he was hurt in practice Wednesday. Like, are you going to play him Friday? He's like, well, if he feels good Friday, I mean, I'll just let him play. I was like, that, that sounds kind of morbid, you know? Like, that sounds kind of like, like you don't care. And he was like, well, yeah. here's the thing. If, if he feels good and he tells me he wants to play, there's not much I can do, you know? Like, if he tells me he feels good, I have to trust that he feels good. But that's the thing. Like, yeah. if, you, if you play like you're going to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. You just have to go out there and just 
I hate to say let God take care of it, but you just got to go out there and let whatever force, karma, God, you know, just let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, I mean, I play out the games. I mean, I don't know what the protocol is in high school because you know, you know, you you either they're seventeen year old kids. Yeah, I don't really yeah. want to get into that. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know like the responsibility as a coach because as a coach at that age. You probably feel like so responsible if a kid like has a yep. concussion, mm-hmm. or if he's iffy and he's your star player, mm-hmm. and he's he's been injured. You don't know what to fucking do because you want to win, but you also got to take care of him because yep. you're almost like a parent, you know. And you yep. and you, the guilt. You're this kid's after school parent, pretty much. But Kevin Durant is a forty, fifty million dollar investment. Like, let's say you have a car that's like a Porsche. I don't mean to compare a guy to a Porsche, but like he's the coolest fucking Tesla Porsche, whatever Maserati combined, Lamborghini Maserati. He's the highest performance of the commodity. And and they tell and they tell you, Cohen, man, you you like to drive, you 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 can go on this fucking. But let me tell you something: the brakes are a little fucked up. There could be a chance that you're gonna hit the brakes and it's not gonna, they're not gonna work. I mean, do you drive it? Probably not. To be honest or with you, you can wait a year and get it all fixed up and get it perfect. But it takes nine nine months to get the part in. Well, it's gonna be a year, man. You see what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like it's just yeah, but damn. I mean, it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. I, yeah. I I love Kevin Durant. I love watching him play. I think he's a good guy. It's sad to see what happened. I don't know if I was the the general manager of the Warriors or the doctor. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like it's bad on the Warriors. It looks bad on them. Because it definitely looks bad. It's, it's a bad look. You, they made the decision to put him out there, and now it's a fucking nightmare. Well, um, what Brad Meacham told me is that, like, the, the time that he sat out, they didn't necessarily rush the time frame, but maybe they didn't disclose actually how severe the injury was to kind of not incite panic. I mean, not, it had not just to with be us, severe. but but with their locker room, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, it had to be severe. I mean, he's sitting out the biggest games of the year. Yeah, but I mean, it I mean, was he lasted they were kind of like ten minutes. Us along. They were like, it "Oh yeah, he like could he, play." I don't know. It wasn't even like he played four games. He played ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And we're not even talking about the Raptors here. No, we're not. I mean, because it's it's not the Raptors series to win; it's the Warriors series to lose. It's so wild that like a team like the the Warriors are so captivating that we haven't even like really discussed the greatness of the Raptors. And they're an absolute like, sh- they're an absolute shambles right now, and and and, and they're it's, it's still a three two series, you know, like this isn't a blowout. No. But um, let's move on to Game Six. Um, to be quite honest with you, I'll probably do the uh, the safe pick. I'll lay up. Um, out of the sand bunker in the fairway. I, I'm not 10 cup and driving it to the green. I'm going to go Toronto, then I'm going to buy back the point and a half and go plus four and a half. I might just go with minus three and do a little money. I might do like 30 money line and then like, I mean, 40 money line and then 10 with the spread. Or no, no, 40 with the spread, 10 with money line. Toronto is plus 125 money line right now. Yeah. So, so, are... so it's like you sprinkle a little on the money yeah. line to get a little extra. Um, the over-unders at 211, which is kind of low, but like you said, dead legs. Guys are getting tired. Offensive wings are falling down. And then the fourth quarter of the game slowed down so much. So am I crazy to think that it's under? 
Under 211 is my play. Yeah, I mean, you never know, though. These games are, like, I had the over-under the hockey. I had the under game six. It was one nothing going into the third period. It was I was over-under five. There was five goals in the fucking third period. So, ah, those are tough. I, I see more of a vision of just Toronto winning. That's all I see. Like, the vision I see is Toronto winning it. Fair enough. I just have this weird idea that, like, Golden State's just going to be how they played at home the first th- game stream four. And I think even this, it, it helps Toronto a little playing on the road. I mean, they haven't been distracted at all. No, they haven't. They were very focused in Golden State. Um, especially the NBA as a whole, and, and, and we're going to move on from the NBA soon. But yeah. um, the NBA as a whole, it's a more cultural crowd, not in terms of like diversity, but it's people will fly out from Boston to go to see Game Six in Oracle. Yeah, you know, so I mean, like it, th- there's not so much of it as a home court advantage. I mean, uh, no. with the Warriors, there is they have a good crowd, but like as a whole, basketball is not like that. You know, like it's kind of like the well, Super Bowl. Well, Nobody in Golden State is it, it, the tickets are so expensive to go. So you get a different kind of crowd for these games. So more of a richer, laid-back crowd. I mean, they're still pretty hyper, but it's more yeah, of no. a laid-back. And they're the, used to winning. So those are the back sections that lose, we don't see on TV. If they lose, it's not like – like Toronto, you see the desperation in the yeah. fans. No, they need But this. in Golden State, it's like, well, we won a couple – we won three already. It doesn't really matter. Right. Who cares? Yeah. But they, they're like that. They're like, oh, it's been a good run. Except for the crazy owner of fucking Push Lowry. What yeah. a douchebag. Yeah, that's weird. Um Could you see Mel could you see Arthur Blank doing that? I if if, if it was like a Patriots player or something. Oh like, my god. Like, I just, uh, just the Mike Tomlin trip on, on on the sideline with the punt return. Could you see Arthur Blank pushing like uh 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 Alvin Kamara? Oh, he yeah, oh hell yeah. Saints fan dude, honestly, yes. I, I could see Arthur just, Blank just big stick, Arthur sticking his Blank leg giving him there. a nasty push. Oh god. Um, my final play, I guess, for game six is, um, Toronto plus the four and a half, uh, buy back the, buy back the point and a half. And, um, I'm going under, under 211 for the series. If you want to try to get cute, you can golden state to win the series right now is plus 215. Toronto is minus 260. So, I mean, just remember guys, when Durant was on the court, obviously golden state's much better. They, they had a 10, 11 point lead. They, they got 11-point head start. They held on to win by one point in game five. They're not the same team without Durant. They're probably exhausted. They were kind of on fumes at the end of the game. I like Toronto easy in game six. I don't know about easy. I think it'll be a game. Um, fuck what the spread is. I, I, don't, I don't know who's going to win the game, but Toronto to stay within four and a half is my play. Um, speaking of game sevens, we have a very I'm going to exciting... say one more thing. In, in the Oracle, the last game ever, three minutes to go, the place will be half empty. And everybody will be calling the Warriors fans a bunch of bandwagon fans. Last point. We'll get to hockey. All right. Um, the St. Louis Blues and the Boston Bruins are playing in game seven of the Stanley what Cup Finals. What a series. Finals. Yes, it's been a great series. Um I know a lot of people who have picked up hockey from this series and just kind of started watching. Like, even Burton told me yesterday, he's like, yo. Now, you got to watch it. Are you going to watch it tomorrow? I watch game six. I'm going to watch it tomorrow, yeah. yeah. 
I, I get off work as soon as the game starts. So on my 15, 20-minute ride home, I'll play the game on my phone. Then I'll get home, crack open a few beers, and, you know. By the way, I just want to say that one thing. Mike Emmerich, Doc Emmerich, the announcer, the greatest championship pound-for-pound pound announcer I've ever heard. Now, hockey's not as big as football. I like football better. I like college football better. I watch college basketball. But Mike Gamrick has been doing this since I've been 17 years old. Been calling the Stanley Cup Finals. Just fantastic to listen to. Uh, nerdy guy, just great. Ed Olchuk is pretty good. Uh, it's been a really great series. If you're going to bet on it, you got to go with the better goaltender, Tuka Rask. Tuka time. He's a psycho. The Bruins probably should have won game five, let it slip away. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's mental like, okay, we fucked up game five. We got to go on the road where St. Louis is just insane. Yeah. You know, hungry to win that cup. It's mm-hmm. right there in their fucking backyard. Yeah. And you come in there and you just kick the shit out of the blues. Mm-hmm. And, now, and now it's like you get all the momentum back. I do think the safe bet is the Bruins. They'll probably be, I'd imagine, what, minus 175? 165. Yeah, throw 50 bucks on it, win 30. Uh, I do believe they win. Don't get cute. Don't do minus one and a half. But I do think the Bruins will win. Uh, and it'll be very heartbreaking for the Blues. And once again, get the duck boats ready. God. Another championship in the greatest sports city of all time. Um, St. Louis, um, who is the underdog, is plus 145, which is okay for a game seven. You know that. And I know... I know Vegas doesn't doesn't say this game seven is 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 that that fair and that fifty fifty. But what do you think? What's like what's what's the actual game's chances of going which way? Well, anything can happen. Like I thought the Bruins would kill the Blues in Game Five, and they lost. So you know if the Blues score an early goal or get a power play, you know anything can happen. Like what happened in Game Six was the Bruins were getting dominated, and then they got a five on three. And they scored a goal because the Blues made a few dumb penalties. And just by getting that 5-3 and three and getting that first goal, you could see like they felt like they had the momentum. They could play differently. They felt confident. They got their mojo back. So all it takes for the Blues is one goal to get kind of that momentum and that mojo back. But it's going to be really hard. I mean, you got to go, you know, like Tuca is the best goalie in the playoffs by far. I, I like what the goalie's done for St. Louis, but he's not as good. And and it's that's a major part. And I could just tell in game six, Tuca was like, I am not losing this fucking game. He's locked in. He's locked in. And he wants it bad. He's a real whack job. Like, he's one of those guys that's like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, no. Um, that story that I told last week about him, like, trying to beat up his the, the other team's head coach in the minor leagues, you know, like. And that's the thing with these coaches is like they don't they, they're okay with it because yeah. like yeah the guy's intense. I want that, a guy. That, that's like the cost of doing business. Yeah. Um, I always say the same thing for football players. Like um, you remember what was it three years ago that the Alabama player whenever they beat Georgia, the Alabama special teamer was throwing the coach around. You know, kind of get out of my face. Da, 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 da. I was like, dude, like if you're playing yeah. football, that, that's the guy you want beside you. You know, like he's trying to run through somebody. You know. Yeah, you don't want a guy who's like, eh, we win, we lose. There yeah, used to be a yeah. guy in bets. His name was Kevin McReynolds. I mean, I love aging myself with you because you're a youngster. But he was this guy had a lot of talent. 
when it, when the ball wasn't juiced and before steroids, he was a 20, 25 home run guy, which is a big deal. Yeah. And uh, the Mets got him for the Padres. And I think when they made the playoffs in 1988, they interviewed him and they go, are you excited about the playoffs, like to win? And he's like, yeah. well, you know, if we win, that's great. But if we lose, it's okay because I get to go fishing. And, like, nobody forgot that in New York. And he was just he was just that guy, and he didn't yeah. give a fuck. Honestly, I, I respect guys like that because um, it's it's one thing to be the whole, you know, Freddie Freeman live and die with the spirit of the, of the city thing. You know, that's all fine and good, and I love that. But, I mean, it's also refreshing to see guys be honest with it. Like, dude, this is my paycheck. Like, I disagree. I'm not trying to do, like, any extra work for free. I mean, I, I, I know they disagree. get paid. I mean, those guys are getting paid a lot. You know, they're, 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 that's what their job is. You can't like fake it, passion. I don't want someone faking passion. But though. then I don't want that guy on my team. That I mean, fair enough. But I I think it's refreshing for guys to be this honest. I well, I, I enjoy the guys that, that that play for the city that I love. You know, the Falcons are all about that. But I do, on the other note of things, I think it's refreshing to see, hear guys actually say like, yeah, like I mean, of course we would like to win, but if we lose, it's not going to be the worst thing in the world. You know, like there's people dying in Syria. You know, like. Well, you can say that. I mean, what Tom Brady used to say when he was in trouble with the balls, he's like, this is an ISIS. And that was a great quote. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, hey, man, maybe I did deflate the balls. But what the fuck are we talking about here? You know? So I get that. That's how I know you're from Boston. What pissed me off a few years ago, there was an article (laughs) about Carmelo Anthony when he was on the Knicks. And it was like how he was like, you know, there's more to life than basketball. I'm, I'm going into business. I'm like, I don't want to fucking know about that. You're you're on the Knicks. Your job, you're getting paid to, to be a passionate NBA player. You know, you think Tom well, Brady well, is not passionate about the Well, you're not getting paid to be a passionate player. You're getting paid to be a player. Being passionate is an extracurricular I disagree. thing to build your brand. It's good to have. I it's disagree. not required. I disagree. When you're getting paid the 30, 40 mil... You're getting paid to be a great teammate. You're getting paid to be the, the hardest working player on the team. You're getting paid to be the leader. And you're getting paid to, to to lead them to victories. And you're judged on wins and losses. So when I hear a guy that's like, you know, I'm more curious about my outside ventures in the NBA, it's like, all right, we'll just retire and go do that. Because if you're not passionate and you're making 40 mil, you're robbing your team. And I disagree. Look at Larry Sanders. Um, never s- said he, he, he never really did like basketball that much anyway, was just forced to play because he was so good. He uh, played in the NBA for, I think, like six, seven, eight years. And uh, and then w- w- was open about that fact that he had like mental health issues and he didn't really like basketball that much. And whenever he had That's accrued, fine. I mean, everybody like, like has a, it. People have anxiety. Well, like whenever he accrued like enough money, he retired and said, I don't miss basketball you know at is? all. I was Guys forced like to play. that are so weird. Like there's a running back named Curtis Martin. You remember him? Played for the Jets and the Patriots. He made the Hall of Fame. Uh, he's probably like top 10 all-time rushing of all time. He played probably from 96 to about 2006, 2007. Like, he's funny. He's like really into art and stuff like that. He said he's never watched a football game. Watch, he just doesn't really care too much about it outside of his job description. He just doesn't like sports. Yeah. It's so bizarre. I went to, I, I, I went to a... a school with a kid like that like he was like dude like i wish my dad would quit signing me up to play sports you know and like but he was so good and he was good and and, and like it, it it leaked into high school and he was just like the the star player for two sports and he could just god damn it i want to go home you know you love sports you would give your left mm-hmm. nut to have his talent mm-hmm. i would 
I didn't work. I mean, all, all you're good at is being the Johnny Sins of podcast. I am. I am. I am pretty damn good at that. And you're a good handicapper. Somewhat decent. You're getting there, and you're good there. at. How come you don't do DraftKings anymore? I do. I do sometimes. I think what happened with you is you got the gambling bug, and you're like, hey, it's a little easier to do this than all the DraftKings. I was getting headaches with DraftKings because, like, when you do baseball, you're just sitting there, like, looking at box scores, and you're like, it's tiring following. to look at that many numbers. Yeah. Know? And a guy's up, and it's like two and two, and you're refreshing and refreshing. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. getting headaches. Mm-hmm. And plus, um, I'll do. I'll do like a few DraftKings, you know, like for baseball, like one a day or like maybe yeah. like, like one for the early games, one for the night games. That well, way, 10 games is hard to do. Yeah, it is. And, and it gives me an excuse to turn on like right now I'm watching the Subway series, game one of the doubleheader right now. And I don't have a DraftKings out, but it gives me an excuse to turn who's, on. Who's playing right now? The Subway series, Yankees and Mets. Oh, they're playing in the daytime? Uh, the game last night got canceled since they moved the uh, oh, they rescheduled okay. the doubleheader. But I mean, let's say that like like Saturday night we were watching the fights, and um, I had a DraftKings out that had I think three of the late games, three of the ten oh seven games. Yeah, those and, are fun, like just yeah. three games. And and it gives me an excuse to watch the Nationals versus the Orioles on a on a Saturday night at ten o'clock. You know what the best DraftKings I do in football when I just do the Sunday Monday? There's like a Sunday night, a Monday night DraftKings. When well, too many games. games. What's that? The two primo games or the two prime yeah, games? Yeah, yeah, the too many games, I, that fucks me up. Like, all the games, it's like, because you're, like, trying to, like, get that nugget. You're like, Cole Beasley's going to have yeah. a big game. I'm going to mm-hmm. get him mad cheap, mm-hmm. and he gets one catch for six yards. Yeah. Or you get a big guy, and he gets hurt, and you're just fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, my one really, I mean, the reason that I don't play DraftKings to win like hella money, like I, I'll put like dollar games, twenty five cent yeah. games. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a micro better in in that. Low aspect. risk, big reward. Yeah, um, I've actually heard like a real weird conspiracy theory about DraftKings. I mean, I'll take you through it in ninety seconds, I guess, probably less than that. Um, imagine you're playing DraftKings and there's. 2,000 people, 5,000 people playing against you. It's not huge, but it's a sizable number of people. They put like 20, they play 20 games. And it's not just that that, that, that some people will, pay, will play 20 games. It's DraftKings and their staff, their affiliates. The people that's that fucked them, up. They, they'll play the, and, and then if you like, I saw a See, screenshot. That's collusion. Of where, yeah, I saw a screenshot of, of one where a guy like kind of played it out and was like, I, I've seen his name on the DraftKings boards before, you know, da, 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 da. Yeah. There was one like a prime time like uh, um like NBA night, um the out of the top like thirty people who actually got paid real money instead of getting paid like eighty cents you know yeah I think like fifteen of those like about half of them were like bots See, so now, to speak DraftKings should do like if you work for the company you can't play well and I it 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 may even go past that like it's like a they put bots to sense the best lineup out there the, the tools they don't give us. And then they're not winning well, money. Well, the thing, like, say if you work sure for them. Let, let's say there's some people that are really good at it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so, like, I work for DraftKings. And I'm like, this kid always wins money. He's a big winner. He's just great at fantasy sports. Yeah. And what am I going to do? I get his lineup half hour before the game. I'm just going to do his lineup. Yeah. That's fucked. It is. You can play the it's same like exact inside, lineup as somebody else. Trade. It is. It is, and uh, their word on the street is is that DraftKings is putting bots out there and you know optimizing the lineups to a degree to where they know humans can't win, but their mathematical equation can. And I'm not saying it, I mean it's illegal. Oh, I mean like they're 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 the company, but that's super unethical and 
makes me not want to play like serious games. I mean, as a poker guy, to know the scandals of online poker and to know that like they can see your cards, they have guys playing, they can see your cards, Mm -hmm. they have bots, you know, all types of shit. Mm -hmm. It just pisses you off because it's like you're getting money from the rake. You're making money. Why do you need to cheat? I was about to say, make it fair and you you still win almost all the time. Gamblers are dumb, dumb ass people, myself included. It's like it's like instead of making 80 million, we can make 100 million. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, back to the Stanley Cup. You said your play is um, just Bruins money line. Bruins money I'm line. not going to touch over under five and a half. I mean, any words of wisdom? You, do you think it'll no? Be tight because I don't want to get burned on that. The most of these games have gone over. I think one game has gone under. Uh, game six should have gone under. I mean, one zip and going into the third period, I yeah. thought it was a lock. Mm-hmm. Um. I just think the Bruins are the better team. They have the better goalie. It's game seven. They got the momentum. Although anything can happen, but yeah. I'm going to probably throw 50 on the Bruins. You know, you bank 30 back, 35. Yeah. It's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I'm, uh, uh, I'm cheering for St. Louis. I'll probably kind of tail you on that one. Just kind of put not like a big amount on the Bruins, but a sizable I mean, it's, amount. It's to get fun some to put 10 return. bucks on the Blues, too, and yeah. you win 20, 20 bucks on 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a big number. Uh, so let me rack your brain on, on, on two more little props that I found that are kind of fun for me. Um, first period, money line. St. Louis uh, is plus 120. Boston's minus 160. What's the line for being tied after the first period? Plus 220. Yeah, go with that. Have fun with that. Um, okay, and who scores first, Boston or St. Louis? Boston. I'm going to go Boston. Minus the thing is, if St. Louis scores first, then you're like, wow, we got a fucking game. Yeah. But if, if Boston scores first, you're like, okay, here it comes. Mm-hmm. So those are our official plays or unofficial. I don't even know how to I mean, I'm going to feel so bad for the Blues when they lose. Yeah. They, are I mean, the they, favorite, they march to the end of the summit. Mm-hmm. Nothing is more painful when you see a team in the NHL lose game seven in the Stanley Cup with their big stupid beards just crying on the ice because they know, like, they work so fucking – it's such a grueling ten, ten tournament. Ten of hard work just to lose your last game and still end in defeat. And I think it's the hardest uh, tournament to be in as far as postseason. I think that and college basketball are the two hardest to go through, in my opinion. I don't have the scope of the NHL tournament to gauge on, but I would say – It's grueling. And, it, well, and college basketball is only grueling because you're doing you're doing back to back games pretty much, and yeah, you have you have yeah, one you have chance to get it right. In, in, in Iowa City, and, and then you go to the regional in Minneapolis. You know, like you're like on two day. You know, like you're. Well, you can't have a bad game. You no, really you can't. can't. It's one and done in the most cutthroat tournament, in, like in America, I would say. I mean, if you see the Warriors, the Warriors will lose like game one or something, or. You can't lose a game yeah, no, one. You no, can't. You just no. got to win. Mm-hmm. So um, that wraps up our hockey talk um, Wednesday at what's that? Eight o'clock. Eight p.m. Five 8 p.m. Pacific. NBC. Your man. What's his name? The commentator. Doc Mike Gamrich. The one of the greatest sports in that. Just put the sound up. I know you like to listen to like porn. You want to hear Johnny Sense do his thing or something? I want to. Just so listen to his voice. Like he's just. He's magical when he does a game. Do you like him better than Melrose? Well, Melrose is an analyzer. 
Bel- Melrose had a killer mullet back in the days. He was a decent coach, but he's I, I, more I analyst. He still has one. I, I thought he still had the mullet. Oh, yeah. You got to keep that mullet because yeah. it's like trademark. But, uh, you know, Melrose is a coach. As he's a good at analyzing. He's good at ESPN. You know, ESPN, this is really shitty about ESPN. So they had a contract with the NHL a couple times, you know, the 80s, the 90s. NHL was huge on ESPN. And then they had a big falling out. So what ESPN does is they bury hockey. And it's like, dude, you're burying hockey because you have sour grapes. You still have a responsibility to fucking do a diligent job with the NHL. So they bring out Barry Melrose, and he does a couple minutes on hockey on SportsCenter. Two, two, three minutes, maybe. But they don't give it the time it deserves. No, they don't. And that's all because they're, they're, you know, still sour grapes over – you know, a shitty deal or like losing them or whatever. Or feeling because, hurt. Because, because NBC has everything like, yeah, well, you know, NHL went ESPN, the Fox and then Fox to NBC. Yeah. Um, Fox. I don't know if you remember this, but they fucking lit the puck up. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that, that was sucked. A... That was so stupid. Yeah. Cause they would score a goal and it would look like a beach ball. And I'm like, how did the goalie not save it? It looks like a beach ball. And you're like, oh, yeah, he doesn't, you know, it's not. So there you go on my hockey takes. Thank you, Matty Goldberg. you have anything on baseball or you want to get the fuck out of here? What do you want to do? Nah, I have a few things on baseball. Um, we're not going to do the standings like we usually do. Not, like, there's nobody that has changed. You know, like everything that we said last week was still true this week. You no, know, it's kind of a boring regular season so far. Um, well, I will I will be happy to announce that my Atlanta Braves are officially tied with the Philadelphia Phillies for the NL East. I wonder if Gabe Kapler is going to get fired. They're four and six in their last ten. They haven't been good. They should. They probably should have lost two two more of those games too. If it wasn't I mean, they're talking like they should be up like twenty games over five hundred. Like to, to me, to me, they they should. They have an awesome you know, team. doing what the Dodgers are doing. Yeah. Um, we'll start off with a little bit of somber news that um, isn't necessarily bad, but could have been really bad. David Ortiz was robbed in his home in the Domin- in the Dominican Republic. Um, he was out at night, you know, having dinner with a few other prominent celebrities in the Dominican the Dominican Republic. Yeah. And um, it was like an ambush style attack. He was robbed, um, shot in the thigh, the back. back. The girl that he was with was shot in the thigh. Um, Just sick. Yeah, he, he. they put him in stable condition in the, the Dominican Republic, but because he still works for the Red Sox as the special consultant or whatever, you know, the spring training hitting coach, they flew him back up to Massachusetts to the Boston, whatever, Boston Get the U.S. best care. And got the best care for him. So now Bo- he, Boston has some hell – Boston has a hell of doctors. Mm-hmm, I do. would not be surprised. I'll make a prediction. If Game Seven, who comes out before Game Seven, the the nah, the he's, Boston? He's flag. still. I I think he's. I think predated back to yesterday. He still had to do a twenty four hour stint in the ICU. He's talking, um, but not to public people. It's still pretty private. He's so gonna come out so. in a hospital bed. God. Game Seven, waving a towel and say, "This is strong. our Boston strong." So he was one of my all-time favorite players. I mean, man, did he hit some clutch. 2004, he made my dick wet. Yeah. Uh, 2011, that grand slam against the Tigers. Into the Tigers bullpen. With the that cop. One of my favorite yeah, the moments. standing up and doing that. Woo! Yeah, that was that was that was amazing. Mm. Uh, great guy. 
it's it's very scary those places because they know he's really rich and it's yeah, like he's targeted. You can get kidnapped. Yeah. I mean, you got more money than probably the whole country. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's it's sad because like where I like pe- people that are great. Like if I think of Kevin Durant, I'm like if I met him, like you're the man. Like I love you. Yeah. I love watching you play. Thank you for entertaining me. Yeah. There's other people in this world that are like. Fuck that guy. He's got money. He's got money Fuck and I him. don't. Yeah. I think you're one of those guys. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm jaded as hell to the real world, but not to athletes. That's one person. That's one group of guys that you... You never know what's going to happen in life, too. No, you don't. Um, our thoughts with David Ortiz. He seems to be in stable condition now, but we are monitoring the situation. Um, he's in Boston. Get I well, assume he will Pop. be. Get well, Big Poppy. So there were two um, kind of blockbuster deals in terms of baseball um, that went down over the past week. Dallas Keuchel and Craig Kimbrell. Um, I have some news on both of those guys. Craig Kimbrell threw a simulated bullpen kind of built into his physical with the Cubs on Saturday before their day game. And um, the pitching coach came out and said he looked good. The velocity's there. We can tell he's been throwing the offseason. Everything's fine. And um, – I think he's going to throw one more bullpen before he starts facing live hitters in real season. If I was like a work for a sports onion, I would do a thing. Craig Kimbrell does simulated game, gives up six runs in one inning. I, that is a pretty good onion, onion title, to be honest with you. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what he probably did. Um, if if I, I was the Cubs, take your time with him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't mean, rush him out there. Let him pitch about two weeks in the minors. Take like again, they yeah. rush these guys, and mm-hmm. you know, like, and that's the thing. Like, everybody's like, Well, he's training by himself, he's got the best trainers. How many times have we see in the NFL a guy signs late, they're like, Oh, he's on a really good program, and then he goes to real camp and then he pulls something the first day. Well, a billion times. The, the only exception that I can think of off the top of my head is Julio Jones. Well, Julio's a spec, you know, yeah. he's one of a kind. Yeah. I was about to say that that is the exception. But um, Craig Kimbrell probably will be throwing minor league stuff in about a week, week and a half, and some change or so. Um, the Cubs coaching staff said they loved what they saw from him. They said it was better than they thought. You know, I, I'm sure they're just that's coach speak for Ugh, he, he, he passed his physical. You know, but uh, uh, these guys, you looked amazing. Yeah, yeah, he sucked all last year, dudes. Yeah, well, you you don't be biased, Maddie. You have a. I'm just saying he sucked. Yeah, he, if he sucks, he sucks. Objectively, you know, you can say whatever, but let's give the guy a chance. I'm glad he didn't sign on my team so he could come ruin our chances, but let's let's see how it plays out before we make any Just the idea that you didn't want him means he sucks. No, I didn't want him for sure. But Exactly. Um, my man, Dallas Keuchel, um, was supposed to throw with Triple-A Gwinnett, but the weather was very bad, and um, – they had to make other arrangements. He threw two nights ago, or no, last night, Monday night, in Rome for the Rome Braves. Not Rome, Italy, but for the Rome, Georgia Braves. It was in Rome, New York, by the way. I don't know if you really? knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, it's high A. It's a cool little ballpark. I've been, I've been there several times. One of those places you can go pay, you know, 12 bucks and have the best seat in the house and dollar dogs and warm draft beer, you know. Um, seven innings pitched. Three hits allowed, uh, zero runs, nine strikeouts through 77 pitches against the Charleston River Bats or whoever. 
So that is how um, I don't think he can come up before the 18th. I think the 18th is the. I think uh, it'll be good. Roster exception. Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful for Dallas. Um, we need. I mean, we didn't even need like more talent. We just needed one like front end anchor guy. You know, like one guy that we can really depend on. Yeah, I think it'll be okay. I I, I think it'll be fine. I I can't. I'm not. I don't know, but I think it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. The last knowing free agent that we have to or knowing player that we have to be on the lookout to be moved is Madison Bumgarner. Um, I'm sure there'll be some good relievers, some good closers moved, you know, here and there. But the big whale is Madison Bumgarner. Um, I hear the Braves are a, are, are a team that's favored to get him. Um, Yankees always, you know, like there's always good teams that'll pay for good starting pitching. Um, other than that, we are walking up to the all-star break. Um, go vote for your favorite the guys. The Giants can really take their time with that, though. Yeah, they can. They can They can let it play out and get a ransom, you know? And get the most for them if they decide to trade them. 100%. I don't know what's going on with that franchise. I know Bochy had an amazing run. He's retiring after the season. It just seems like they would have a bad year, then they win the World Series. Now they're just having bad years, so... It's kind of a thing where they just got to start all over. Yeah. And you can get a lot for Baumgartner, but it's like, hey, we don't have to rush it. We have like two months to get the best deal. Mm-hmm. We are coming up on the All-Star game, which is on July 9th in Cleveland. Um, go vote for your favorite guys. Um, one thing, I'm looking at the All-Star voting right now just to see who's on top way too early. And um, this is why I hate Braves fans. It's because Brian McCann is the third leading vote-getter for catchers. In the National League. Well, I, all stars are so ridiculous. I mean, if I you get fans, the fans though. vote, it's always like if the Yankees had the biggest attendance, then their whole team is good. It's like go. whoever's on their starters, they're gonna pick even if they suck. Mm-hmm. So it's been like that for years. There, there are some good, um, some good picks. Like I'm glad the Pirates are getting some love with Josh Bell. He's the leading vote getter at first base. Um, Arenado. I would say that he's probably rightfully in first place for the for the Rockies. You know, um, Baez is always going to win the shortstop nod just because the Cubs. You know, all that. Um, Cody Bellinger is picked right. He's the best outfielder this year thus far. So I mean, there are there are a few of them that are picked right, but I do hate the big markets flooding the the, the ballot box. You know, well, just about attendance. You know. Yeah. But um, I'm excited to see the All-Star game. I love the Home Run Derby. I love the Celebrity Softball These game. are things we disagree on. Um, but because yeah. of the fact that the All-Star game no longer means anything for Game 7 of the World Series, I, don't, I think... You know my stance on all this shit. Cluster. Yeah, well, you're just a fucking grumpy old man, dude. I'm a grumpy old man. Like, All-Star games, who's picked, who's this, I never really put any thought. MVPs, Rookie of the Year, Damn. never really cared. I I'm just not- like the games. I'm not um, voting for the for the Writers Association of Pittsburgh's Athlete of the Year, you know, but I, I, I do enjoy the prestigious awards like the first and second teams in the NBA, you know, the NFL first and second teams, you know, all-star games, stuff like that. Let's not get too crazy. You get, like, all worked up if Rudy Gobert doesn't make, like, all NBA defense. Like, who gives a flying fuck? His first team, but who's counting? But you're like, I was disrespected. Who gives a fuck? You're making $5 million. Uh, Gobert makes ten million dollars. Keep on going, bud. Twenty million. I don't know. I'll, I'll like, get over yourself. You play good D. You play great D. You you're a playoff team in a small market. Your coach is a cokehead. Andy Reid takes big dumps in my neighborhood. What else do I need to say? 
Yeah, I can tell you're starting to go off the wires. You're starting to uh, your brain starting oh, to misfire. Oh, by the way, somebody sent me a link that Wade Phillips's daughter was in a My Chemical Romance video. Oh my god, my neighbor. You probably like My Chemical Romance too. No, they're lame. They're cheesy. No, you probably like them. Matty Goldberg. You don't know shit, Cohen. I'm done if you're done. Well, you are you happy? You seem always upset because I'm like I want to eat. Did I bother you with eating French fries during the show? Mm, there was one time where I asked you a question as soon as you pulled the cup up to take a swig of coke. But other than that, you you were a good boy today. I had Fat Burger. That you can't. Can you get Fat Burger in Georgia? Um, no. I think our closest clone of that is Whataburger in Alabama. It's the most underrated burger because everybody talks about In and Out and Shake Shack here. I enjoyed In and Out. Like whenever I went to California, I enjoyed it. It wasn't like I mean something fucking heavenly. Sitting the down problem with earth, California but. is that they're so rude here. Yeah, no, dude. Like people don't say thank you when you hold the door open for them. Like, I know. George, everybody at you when you when you if ask for money. If I ran into Brown on the street, he'd suck my nuts. The Southern hospitality. That's right, brother. The sweet tea, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at an hour and like seven minutes. So myself and Maddie Goldberg, and we're going to take Toronto. I'm taking the points on Toronto. The outcome is still to be determined. I'm taking. The I don't know if anybody lives in St. Louis and Bispo, but I'll be there doing comedy Saturday night on a pretty big show. It's three hour drive. It's in between San Francisco and LA. You can find me on Instagram at Matty Goldberg. I'm on Twitter, even though Cohen thinks it's a sad place. It's a sad place. Matty Goldberg one. And then we have the Daily Degenerate Podcast Twitter page. Follow that. You know what to do. Much love. Enjoy the le- the end of hockey and basketball, and then we're going to be getting the football very soon. We are. I'm, I'm only counting down the weeks. 12 more Saturdays until college football, and I think 16 more until 12 NFL. more Saturdays until Thomas Penland gives us a shitty lock for yeah, the first game. Yeah, Florida State opening against fucking Wake Forest. They're going to get blown out by 50. They could. They're pretty fucking bad. Yeah, they are. Did they fire their coach? Not yet. Um, we... Me, me and you like him. What's his name? Um, Willie Tanger or something? Willie Taggart. Me and you like him, but we don't think that. I don't think yet. he'll make another year. I think he'll get fired after the season or in the middle. Well, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Cohen Hughes. You can find me on Instagram, Cohen underscore Hughes. Find me on Facebook, search Cohen Hughes. Um, the podcast page that Maddie and my Echo was alluding to is um, at TDD Pod. This has been episode 91. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Kind of a long episode today. Maddie Goldberg's licking me through the Skype. I'm about to file a sexual assault charge under the Me Too movement. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you fun? for thank you for listening to episode 91. We appreciate it. See ya. Love you, brother. <laughs>